This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. The following is paid commercial programming. The content and opinions expressed do not necessarily reflect those of WSSP, Intercom Milwaukee, its staff, or sponsors. From Lake Michigan to the Mississippi and every river, lake, and field in between. Let's talk everything outdoors. Aboard! Ha, ha, ha! You're on the crazy train! All aboard! <laughs> Welcome to the Skipper Buds Cutting Edge Outdoors. Fasten your seatbelts for a wild ride through Wisconsin's outdoors. Only on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. Well, good morning and uh, happy days to you. Beautiful weather this weekend. Uh, this is the Skipper Buds Cutting Edge Outdoors. He's Dan Bush. I'm Tom Newbauer. Nick Bodie is back from his pub crawl, so he's here with us today. Uh, we come to you live every Saturday morning from 6 to 8 a.m. We are live. As a matter of fact, we are the only live two-hour outdoor show in Wisconsin, so we uh, we appreciate you tuning us in and making us the most listened to one in Wisconsin. <laughs> anyway, uh, okay, uh, 799-1250. That's 414-799-1250 if you want to chime in on the show today. Or you can always email us live at ceoguys at yahoo.com. Good morning, gentlemen. Good morning. Anyway, as Danny plays with his, <laughs> well, his my stuff first over head, my first. <laughs> My first headset didn't work. <laughs> oh, really? So now this one I grabbed off the table, and it's... is someone trying to teach Sparky how to tie his shoes by having him practice <laughs> by tying knots in this headset cord? You notice he didn't pick someone... on uh, Gary or Leroy. <laughs> <laughs> I, hey, man, I, I, got, uh, I got no comment on that, man. Sparky's yeah. my guy. I don't play with well, fire. Well, of course. Sparky, <laughs> Sparky d- knows everything, does everything here. I, uh, yeah. There's no. only... There's only one gripe I got. What's you know when gr- when 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 Spar- and I like Sparky. Don't get me wrong. Nice. We, I like we've Sparky been here too. for years. I like everybody. Everybody loves Sparky. And uh, but you know when he gets something in his head, there ain't no change in his mind. You know what I mean? I mean there is no change in his Kinda mind. Kind of like a woman that way. Yeah. Well, it's like when when they first made this studio, this really nice new studio that we have here. I said, Sparky, can we put a clock? Up on the wall, you know, just one of those big $20 black and white clocks, you know, with a second hand. Can we put one right up on the wall, right behind the producers there, so the people, uh, so the hosts can see what time it is? Now, I can see what time it is because you have a computer on the side there. You've got one, two, three, four, five monitors, and one of them does have the time, the voice levels, and all that. So I can see it, but Danny can't see it. Now, before we had that, though, the only way to know what time it was before we got these computers, is you had to turn around and look at the TV thing or whatever that's called. When the TVs aren't on, though, though you can't see the time. 
There's no time, and it's really small. When we got computers, you could see the time, but you had to put on your cheater glasses to see what the heck it was. And so I said to Sparky, I said, how about putting a clock up there? No, no clocks. He, he was very adamant. And I said, well, why not? Well, Tom. Everybody knows what time, time it okay, is. Okay, so you said once he gets something in his head. I've been hearing about this clock thing from you for 10 years now. <laughs> I know. Talk about I just mentioned once someone I mean, gets something in their head. Well, it's got to be that way. Well, no, well, no. See, <laughs> You're the same I, as Sparky. I, no, I acquiesce. Both equally no, acquiesce because he he owns the station. Well, yeah, just I think just about. <laughs> you can't make him put a clock. No, no. I I just suggested that it would be a good idea, and he said, "No way, no how." Five years and from I, now, I'll still be hearing about no and clock then, oh, out there. Nick, and then this happened. John Lehman brought in one of these metal little alarm clocks. It was about this big, Nick. Nick, I got to show Didn't you. Didn't it fall off I and hit Robbie in the head? I'm going to tell him the story. It's about okay. this round, okay? It's got four little feet on it, and it's about that thick, and it's metal. And he put it up there on the ledge that's right behind the producer, right behind where you sit. And Robbie, Rami must have backed up his chair. And this is during the show, and I heard this while when it happened. He must have backed up a chair and hit that. It's a, some kind of soundproofing thing or something with our logos on it. And the clock fell off the top, and that's about three feet away from his head. It fell off and hit him in the head. Oh, my God, did we hear about that. <laughs> it, was Rami, kind of, it was kind of funny. Rami moved away, right? Yeah, he's in Minnesota. Yeah, he I did. told you once the, the, the radio went on my truck where you can't change it. Well, I could try changing the station, which would mean that I'd lose all my stations and it would take me an hour to get a station again. So once I finally got 11.30 a.m. on... I had to leave that one on, and that's the only station I can listen to. So I can't listen to the big show anymore. Oh. I can't listen to those guys. So I, I had someone at work tell me, hey, Rami is leaving. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he went to Minnesota. He so. was one of the original guys. He was. Who got the booby prize of being stuck on a show with me and John. Yeah, he was the first producer. We, me and John and uh, Brian Dove, when we first started. Yeah, he was stuck. We yeah. were giving you these guys. <laughs> we got a couple of guys that are going to do a hunting and fishing show. Yeah. I'm sure everybody's like, oh, brother. Yeah. And then we come well, walking in wearing all our flannel and yeah. muddy boots, and they're, they're thinking, who are these hicks? Where'd they come from? Well, at least you guys weren't carrying your shotguns, you know. <laughs> well, hey, we got an email from Shar, uh, Keith's wife, and I guess Keith shot a Tom Turkey with a bow and arrow. And she sent us a picture of the bent arrow up by the fletchings. It's bent like a J, but it never said whether he got the turkey or not. I don't, and we don't know how the arrow got bent. You know, I mean, so maybe, maybe Keith, was, will, maybe Keith will call maybe us. Maybe the tell us. turkey was around the corner and he shot a bent arrow at it. I don't know. Hey, Danny, do you know what you call a boomerang that doesn't come back? Uh, a stick. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> good one. That's a good one. I promise no more. My brother was up uh, turkey hunting up on our palatial, is that the word palatial? Yeah. Means big, right? You're cool, right? Beautiful Like estate. a palace, right? Yeah. Estate up yeah. in Douglas County. Yeah. And he called in three jakes the other morning. Yeah. And, uh, no, five jakes. He let him live. He could have shot a jake. Yeah. He thought they each had beards. He thought there were three giant giant uh 
turkeys, gobblers that I had seen deer hunting this. No, even after deer hunting, I was up there. Uh, what was I doing? Oh, just scouting around there uh, after deer season. And there were three giant ones that I saw. He couldn't find those anywhere. So they might not have made it. There was yeah. a rough winter up yeah. there. And I think he kind of thought, you know what? I'm just going to let these guys go. There's not a lot of turkeys up here. There's wolves. There's yeah. fox. There's coyotes. There's you Probably think it's, you a think few it's mount, cold. A f- few cougars too. You think it's cool down, cold down? Yeah, there was yeah. one spotted yeah. uh, towards Siren, not far from our land. Within ten miles is a crow flies. Okay. Um, yeah, and you think it's cold down here, Duluth Superior area? Guess what? It's always cold up there. So yeah. yeah. Th- those turkeys got a. I never thought they'd ever, ever make it up there. Yeah, I never thought do. turkeys in my wildest dreams yeah. would be. Well, I got a successful. question for you. I yeah. got a question. Uh, what's bigger? The I mean, I think it's the tom turkeys, but I'm not sure. Are tom turkeys always bigger than hens? Yes. Always? Yes. No, okay. Yes, the hen turkey. Because I was going to say, I mean, if there was a hen turkey and a tom turkey out there and you, you just want to shoot the bigger one. Unless you got a hen that's been eating at McDonald's a lot. Okay. Otherwise, the tom turkeys are They're bigger, bigger than the hens. Okay. Yes. Okay. Yeah. And I don't get this thing about... Uh, you know, like with deer, see, I'm I'm not I'm not a I've never gone turkey hunting, okay? Yeah. And uh, the thing is, is you know, like with deer, guys want to get that big rack, the big horns, right? Antlers. Yeah. Now with turkeys, they want a long beard, is it? Yeah, and you know what? It it is. It's I like mean, a scraggly piece of hair yeah. that hangs down off their chest. And guys say, "Oh, I got an eight incher. Look at that beard." <laughs> or or something too with the with the claws. Isn't there something with those? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> It's supposed yeah. to be, that means you got a big turkey. Yeah, I guess. Who, who do you got on the line, Nick? Uh, well, Keith was going to give you guys an explanation on the arrow. Oh, good, good. We need that. Hey, good morning, Keith. Good morning, guys. Okay, what's the explanation with the bent arrow on the tom turkey? Okay, I hunt with a crossbow, and okay. I've shot a bunch of turkeys with the crossbow because where I hunt, I don't like to hunt with a shotgun. It's too close to, you mm-hmm. know, and small on. Right. But anyway, I shot this thing at 15 yards. He came right in, all fanned out to the decoys. And I shot him, he jumped in the air, spun around, and then came down almost right where I shot him, right? And he walked away. I couldn't believe it. He walked up the hill, went back to his little strutting place. I watched him for over 20 minutes. He even gobbled a little bit, called the hens, all this stuff, and then he walked away. I'm sitting there, and I'm, I'm miffed, because usually if you hit him anywhere with that arrow, he's gone, Right. Yeah. So I walked down where I shot him, and here the arrow is laying on the trail. It's full of blood and feathers, and it's bent like that. I have never seen that. In, I mean, I've shot a lot of turkeys, and I've never seen that ever. Yeah, like the, the arrow up by the fletchings is bent like a J. Yes, it looks like a candy cane. Well, I th- wouldn't the arrow break? I, did you ever try to bend an aluminum arrow without breaking it? You can't that, do it. You yeah. bend it on a mandrel. I do not know how this happened. <laughs> the turkey, uh, like you say, he was fine, but the arrow had feathers and blood on it all the way up to the knock and the fletching. So you, <laughs> wow. where did you, uh, where do you aim when you try to shoot those turkeys? You take them right square in the chest. Oh, if you can do that, yeah, but it's really small. I usually take a broadside shot because you're going to go through that wing feather anyway. But I have no idea what happened. It was 15 yards. This crossbow was dead on. Right. You know, I came back. I, put my target up, I sighted it, and bang, at 15 yards. So I don't know what I hit. I don't know what happened. But the turkey seemed to be totally unfazed, even though the arrow had feathers, blood, and fletching, all the way up to the fletching. 
And All right. Well, truly amazing. That's yeah. like a super turkey. Yeah, really. Yeah, and you talk about a hen. I've got a hen on this property. She's a giant. Yeah. I've seen her for a couple of years, and I hunt from a ground blind, and I mean, I get turkeys walking within 10, 15 feet of my ground blind. Yeah, I heard they're dummies if you're in a ground blind. Yeah, they'll walk right up, and, uh, and I do have a bunch of jakes, which, like I say, I don't care to shoot a jake. Uh, mainly because I like to, the, the the thing about turkey hunting to me is watching them fan out, gobble, and do this cluck purr when they yeah. come in. The killing is so incidental, and they do taste good. <laughs> so, well, right. good. All right, Keith. Well, thanks for explaining that to us. Appreciate yeah, it. But it's uh, you it's, have it's, say, it's a mystery. Yeah, say hi to Shar for us. Thanks for calling us. Okay, bye-bye. Hey, bye bye. Bye now. And who else do you got there? Yeah, we got Kevin on the line from Maple Ridge. Oh, we got Kevin. Hey, Kevin. Good morning. Good morning. We, we got about uh, two or three minutes here. Yeah, how are you doing? Uh-oh. Morning, what's, Kevin. What's on your mind? What's happening, you buddy? Mean you mean I'm timed now? Yes, you're timed yeah, now. You're timed once, now. And once Tom oh. starts seeing that hey. clock that we got to hey. go to break, he starts yeah, waving hey. his arms, hey. throwing pens at me. We got we well, got, you know, we got to pay hey, bills hey. here. Oh, yeah? Well, <laughs> you know, you guys, um, I have a clock. It's a talking clock. Yeah. But... It does something. Do you argue with it? Does, <laughs> does it wake you up in the morning and say, time to get up, knucklehead? No, this is what it does. Okay. Oh, it's a rooster. Oh, oh a rooster clock. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good one. Makes the rooster crowing. Yeah, that's... Yeah, that's, and uh, you have to set it for a certain hour, and when you set it for a certain hour, then that's when it does it. Do you have it so loud it wakes up all of Maple Ridge? No, just me. Just so, you. So it talks turkey. It doesn't speak uh, English. It talks chicken. <laughs> turkey. Or oh, it talks talk chicken. It talk, well, rooster. Talks, talks rooster. Yeah. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get to that in a second. But speaking of that, um, there's a song about a turkey. Dig it up, uh, Nick. <laughs> You're getting instructions, Nick. <laughs> it's called, no. What's the song it's called, called, Kevin? It's called Turkey Trot Turkey by Trot. Little Eva. Okay. Turkey, Turkey Trot, Trot by, by Little Eva. Eva. Yes. Danny's writing yes. it down right now. I will, look, I will look that up during the break here. Kevin. Yeah, and speak. It's real, it's real good. Yeah. By the way, how do you prepare... Hellebutt. Uh, it's a fish. You can fry it. Yeah, you can steam it. You can bake it. You can do whatever you want to it. You can just yep. cook it for the halibut. Yeah, and you can. Oh, uh, yeah. And you can if you catch it up in the the beautiful fresh clean waters up by Alaska. There, uh, probably eat it raw. Probably. Tom, no, you don't eat anything raw. Well, yeah, you you're do. gonna kill somebody and get a sued by Jet, putting that yeah, out there. You never had not the what? It's not not sushi. Is it sashimi? Uh, all su- yeah, uh, not all sushi is sashimi. Sashimi is just the raw stuff. Right. So they you, you did do. go to college, yeah. Nick. See? I did. I'm one of those Madison culture guys. There you man. go. Hey, listen. Now we we really got to go. We're gotta really go, Kevin, running but behind. We'll, uh, listen, we'll see Thanks. if Nick can do that for you. All right, Kevin. Care, bye buddy. now. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Care, we got to go to a break. This is 12:50 a.m. 105.7 FM. The Fan, and it is the Skipper Buds Cutting Edge Outdoors. When we come back, I got a bri- gripe I want to talk about. All right. Yeah.
Welcome back to the Skipper Buds Cutting Edge Outdoors. And uh, Tom, I was fishing this week. Yeah. And I'll get to that in a little bit. But I got, here's my gripe. You see what I got here in my hand, buddy? What are those? These are supposedly flares, yes. Okay, flares. Now, remember, like, years ago, uh, my old flare gun had got broke, and you actually gave me one. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But then they made different size shells for the flare gun. It's like if you had a two and three quarter inch shotgun and yeah. all of a sudden you had three inch shells. They changed the shells, so you had to buy a new flare gun. So oh, I bought, yeah. those son of a gun. Sons of guns. So I, for, for what reason? I don't know. Maybe the Orion company wanted to make money selling new flare guns. So <laughs> anyway, I bought one. Yeah. Well, I went to buy flares last fall because my other ones were expiring. Which once they do expire, there's no way to get rid of them, which is a whole nother another problem. I think you got to take them to the fire department. They don't, don't even want them anymore. They don't Coast even Guard want used them. to take them. Okay. Uh, you know, maybe you could shoot it over a lake on Fourth yeah. of July, but you don't want to set like the packing plant went on fire here years ago. So they say, well, you can keep them as extras because they'll still work. Okay, if they still work, why do you got to buy new ones with a new expiration if the old ones still work? It's all a racket. So, but anyway, <laughs> I couldn't buy it's all the a ones. Racket. I couldn't buy the ones, and the Coast Guard's in on it, I think. They're getting a cut on this stuff. So anyway, lousy government. So anyway, I went to buy new ones that fit my new gun, and they didn't have any, so they got these hand ones, right? Now, I don't know about you, Tom, but I was always raised as a kid to not light firecrackers in your hand, right? Right. Right? Now, most kids did. They had M80s. They'd light it and see how long they could throw it and this and that, and you know, only a few kids lost fingers here and there, but no big deal. But we were told not to do this. Now, I don't know about you, but I do not like the idea of holding a, a propellant, a fire, something like this, right. and shooting it off in my hand. No, you don't want to no, do that. No, I don't want to burn my hand no. off. This sounds like the dumbest idea in the world. Now, this it gets worse. So, like, if you were going to use a flare, right? Think about it, Tom. Yeah. You'd be out on the lake. What kind of conditions would it be if you had to light a flare off? Well, it'd be pretty stormy and nasty. Pretty bad, right? Yeah, you'd have to be sinking. Pretty bad sinking, right? Yeah. How much time do you think you have to really think rationally in like this disaster type scenario? It happens so fast. Right. Most people don't have enough time okay. to think. So here's here's the directions on this stupid thing. Number one, press top of red launch tube down with thumb to unlock sleeve. Launch tube will drop down. Number two, <laughs> holding orange sleeve firmly with one hand. Use other hand to pull down on red cap to lock sleeve in place. Number three, grasp red launch. Now think you're sinking right now. Grasp red launch tube firmly with little finger braced in finger dimples and thumb forefinger pressed against friction grip on orange sleeve. Hold above head (laughs) off to side and unscrew red cap with free hand. Ignition chain will drop down. So, in other words, you, time, better, you better practice you, ahead time, of time. By this time, you've drowned. While holding down, <laughs> number four, while holding down head, while holding down, while holding above head, important safety tip there, you got, don't point it at your buddy as you're doing this. Yeah. While holding above head and off to the side, off to side and pointing launch tube sleeve straight up with face turned away from signal. So you're supposed to turn your head away and put your arm out as far as you can above your head. Right. Maintain firm grip 
and pull chain down sharply to launch aerial flare. There will be recoil as the flare launches, so be careful to, to be certain to maintain a firm grip on red launch tube throughout launch process. Does this sound like something you want to go through in an emergency process? No, I, I just I want, like I want the, the shotgun shell in that little gun and boom. So yeah. I got these in my in my boat, right? So now the Coast Guard can look and say, oh, yeah, these are good till yeah, October 2020. You're safe. God help but, you if you ever need one. I'm going to pull out that gun <laughs> and pull out one of the expired flares from last year. And I'm sure that would take me all of two seconds to load exactly. it, point it, and shoot. Exactly. Doesn't take long at all. This is the dumbest thing I've ever seen in my life. Well, I'm glad you're going to be safe when you're out on the water, but during the break, I think we're going to need to have a discussion about bringing explosives into the studio, gentlemen. <laughs> well, yeah. well, it's not really explosive unless Danny goes through the 12 steps <laughs> to yeah. get it to work. Yeah, this would. <laughs> It'll take him a while. Take, listen, I'm not good with directions anyway, right? There ain't no way. Oh, <laughs> I'd be throwing this over my shoulder and jumping, putting a life vest on and jumping overboard, man. Oh, God. So that was my gripe of the day. We got a break already? Well, I've got to tell you, I went out to, not oh, in a few minutes, but I went out to Smokey's yesterday. And you know Frog Alley, part of Highway SS? Yeah. We go to Smokey's. Okay. Well, I'm going down, and ahead of me, I can see this Tom Turkey. He's going to cross the road, and we see a lot of turkeys in that area. So he's going to cross the road. They got so, love on your yeah. mind right now. <clears throat> so Tom. he's got, yeah, but the hen was on the right-hand side on the shoulder. She was down in the grass, and he's crossing the road to the he's other side. He's all done side. with her. He might have been. He well, anyway. just had a smoke, and he's yeah. going to find yeah. another one. So he's got his tail feathers fanned out. He's got his wings out. He's he's. It's almost like he's telling people, hey, I'm crossing here. Don't don't run me over. You know, I mean, it's like he was doing it on purpose almost. But then we got a little closer. There was a car coming from the uh, west to east, and I'm going east to west. So as we're getting closer, he decides, maybe not a good idea. So he walks back to the side, and as we're getting closer, then he decides, no, I think I'll cross anyway. And he starts coming out again, which at that point we were close enough that we both had to slow down, wait for him to waddle across. I think, I think, I, I mean, you see geese do it too. They kind of like. It's like they're hesitant. It will, you know, like squirrels, we talked about that before, back and forth, back and forth, not, can't make up their mind. Yeah, geese, they'll, they'll start to walk, decide, no, maybe not, go my back dad, then. Oh, no, let's do it anyway. My dad oh, used, to, used to complain about girls in crosswalks years ago. He says, they walk across the crosswalk like, dare to hit me and walk extra slow. Oh, people do that so, nowadays so all they over deliberately, the place. You're going to wait for me, God yeah. dang it. Um, they don't I, look. I always hustle across and try not to impede anybody, but that's just me. But most ducks and geese seem to have that dare to hit me type attitude they don't seem to hustle no they don't they just uh, so i think they need some maniac to come down the road and all of a sudden just scare the bejesus out of one of them maybe you know whack the tail feathers off of one of them just so they get the notice that hey behavior conditioning here we might just get a nutcase in a car who will not slow down for us yeah a turkey might do some damage to your truck however yeah a little bit but if you got an old beater yeah. 
Am well, I I'll encouraging what, beating ducks? We geese? got an old beater. Don't, don't do this. <laughs> I'm only kidding. Okay. Yeah, we, we got to go to a commercial break. Coming up next is the gut report. And don't forget, after the 645 break, we will be playing the Hornschwaggle. Maybe you could shoot a flare at him. <laughs> yeah, at the, at the geese. <laughs> <laughs> All right, folks, we'll be right back. Get him jumping. Yeah, he's Dan Bush. I'm Tom Neubauer. Heather's on fire. Stay tuned for more. We'll be, be right firebird. back. Come here. I'm going to eat you. I'm bigger than you. I'm higher in the food chain. Get in my belly. The Gut Report is brought to you by Discount Liquor. Well, there's a magic ingredient that you can add to sauces and to uh, glazes. Now, the only reason I thought of this is because you know, I'm going to be glazing a ham today later on. We celebrate uh, Easter on Saturday because I go fishing on Sunday. Anyway... <laughs> <laughs> so we're doing Easter today, going to be making a ham. He's an anyway. Yeah. So anyway, anyway. Yeah. So anyway, this little magic ingredient is called liquid smoke. Have you guys ever used that? Liquid smoke. It's awesome. You can put it in your glazes. You can put whenever you don't, if you don't have a smoker or you don't have time to smoke something, but you want to add a little bit of that smoky flavor to whatever dish you're making, liquid smoke. It, 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 it works great, and a few drops goes a long way. How about brown sugar? Well, that too. Yeah, you got to put brown all that stuff in. Brown ham, sugar on ham, man. Brown Whoa. sugar. Uh, well, actually, Ooh. here you go. This is what it Boy, is. I this could is, use some. Yeah, this is my glaze. Brown sugar, uh, a little bit of vinegar, and some pineapple juice. Yeah? And that's, a little vinegar. That's pineapple vin- juice. And brown sugar. And it, it make it a thicker glaze. Okay. And then uh, I don't put the liquid smoke in it because my wife doesn't like the smoky flavor. But for my stuff, I'll make a little on the side with the liquid smoke, and I'll brush that on the slices of my hand. Does that sound good? Yeah, well, anyway, the Gut Report was brought to you by Discount Liquor, where you're going to find the best price, selection, and service at 51st and Oklahoma in Milwaukee and Main Street in Barstow in Waukesha. For weekly specials, go to DiscountLiquorInc.com. Come here, I'm going to eat you. I'm bigger than you. I'm higher in the food chain. Get in my belly. So, Tommy, I... This uh, this is for Kevin. Oh, this is for Kevin. Come on, let's turn it up. (laughs) Turkey trot. I hope you're enjoying it, Kevin. Is this on YouTube, Nick? <laughs> How, what do, the do they got some hot-looking girls dancing? No. No, it just shows a picture of the record. <laughs> oh. Boring. Okay. Well, there you go. The song wasn't too bad, though, Kevin. I, I can see grooving, grooving yeah, to that. Yeah, the, the turkey back trot. at the hop in the 50s, back in yeah. the day. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> turkey trot. There we go. So, so moving we were talking crappies. Right along. Well, before there, crappies, oh, I got to tell you about my oh, fishing trip this week. Oh, yeah, 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 now, yeah, yeah. That's remember how I always tell you that this show starts too early in the morning? Well, I still go with that theory. It was especially hard getting up because, like, it's hard when you get old, Tom. You know, like guys who drink, not that I know any, say that when they used to get have too much to drink, how when they were young they'd recover about the next evening, you know, they'd feel crummy yeah. for half a day, but not when they're older, it takes them three days to yeah. recover. Okay. So I think the same thing goes with sleep. Cause I went out Tuesday night with brother Tim and pulled an all nighter on the Bay of green Bay. 
You did. All huh? night long. And every year that I go to, I, I, I debate. I think, do I really want to do this? I don't want to do this. Yeah, I do. Well, I got to do it. But, well, my brother, Tim, wants to catch. He catches all these nice walleyes with me. He's caught, you know, eight, nine pounders, 28 inches, 29, 29 and a half. But he wants to get an official 30-inch right, walleye. He right. wants a 30-inch walleye. That's the mark. The mark. And now yeah. we're not talking any cheesy tape measure. No. Very, it's 30 inches on my accurate board. On your bump board. On the bump yeah. board. 30 inches and 10 pounds plus. Yeah. He wants it right. Okay, it. so we're fishing. And uh, we're out there, and he catches three walleyes. I lose a couple. It's maybe midnight, 1 o'clock. He's caught three maybe biggest 25 inches he's catching smaller ones and i make the comment to my brother tim man nothing over 20 they're all kind of small now when i say small they were all 22 to 25 (laughs) inches those are darn nice walleyes all of a sudden i go got one well son of a gun if it wasn't a 30 inch 11 and a half pound walleye okay that you got that i got not your brother now i feel kind of like crap because Every year I go with him, yeah. I always catch one 30-inch walleye. I catch one. Now, they, it's funny. They're normally like 30 right on the nuts, yeah. right yeah. on the board. The tail yeah. hits right at 30. And he's like, son of a gun, you again. You know, he'll catch more walleyes than me, and I always catch. So then I'm thinking, okay, well, hopefully he gets one. So now we're fishing the rest of the night and, and, and we catch some more small ones more little 25 inches <laughs> and i'm little. thinking it's tired <laughs> it's two o'clock i'm tired i can tell him let's do one more run and then uh then we'll go in i'm just looking forward to sleep right now yeah, i don't yeah. care i'm all done right um so anyway all of a sudden out of the blue just when i'm we're gonna quit i hook a fish okay i'm winding in i go oh it feels like a small one because it came to the top right away then we get it close, and we look in the spotlight, and holy cripes, that's a long walleye. So I catch oh. the longest walleye of my life. This one was over 30 inches long, the yeah. tail. I didn't even open the board to see if I could squeeze 31 inches out of it. I just saw the tail hanging past 30 inches and felt like crap again because my brother Tim oh, wants no. to catch one. Now get this. This one was spawned out. It looked long and skinny. Really? It had an enormous head, and it still weighed 10 and a half pounds. Wow. That sucker would have been 12 and a half, yeah. 13 pounds had I maybe caught it a couple hours earlier because it was kind of beat up and stuff. Yeah, yeah. So I think it it, it might have just been doing the deed that What, what night. was the water temperature? Do you 34 to 35 degrees. They shouldn't be spawned out then. Well, so, well the shallower water all, might be. It's not all temperature. Yeah, you know, I know. It's not all yeah, temperature, yeah. if you'll remember. Yeah, it, so anyway... So that you know what that meant, Tom? What did that, that mean? That meant we were going to fish all night long. <laughs> Your brother, so my had brother to... could get a thirty yeah. inch, and he didn't, of course. Oh, he caught a bunch more. We ended oh. up with like thirteen fish between you know twenty two to thirty inches, and we. And at the end of the wow. night, I caught. We kept our la- the last two were small, so we kept the last two mm-hmm. because we said, well, because you f- can keep one, right? One over yeah. fifteen, you can flay them up, and you know, at that point, I. I was so tired, I said, throw those back in. I'm not going to clean a fish when we go back. I'm tired. <laughs> you know, yeah. I was just too exhausted. Yeah. I didn't want to deal with cleaning any. Yeah. So then I got I got four hours sleep, and uh, and then I drove back, and he drove up to go turkey hunting. I told him, we're not going to do another night of this. It was going to be pouring rain, and I mm-hmm. said, I only got one night of this. But I'm still catching up on the sleep, Tom. Yeah, you are, It's huh? like, yeah, I'm an old guy. I can't go all night long. Was he... 
Yeah, I don't I, I don't do that anymore. The all night things. Uh, I mean uh I mean I, I get up early without a problem, but then again I'm going to bed early knowing that I gotta get up early to go fishing, you know? So yeah, I don't uh well I think I think the the long I think the the shortest amount of time I've slept before I've gone fishing is maybe five hours. But uh, I don't have a problem getting up early because I'm up early every day anyway. So I don't have a problem. You, you want to know what my bait, secret weapon bait of choice was? What, what's that? I call it the Steve Milliot Midnight Rider. It's the uh, it's a black oh, the, rogue. Yeah, the they don't make rogue. them anymore. Right, yeah. It's kind of got like black and kind of almost a bluish on top with the orange belly. Yeah, yeah. And, a, right, and right. the story on that was many years ago, I don't know how many years ago, we, I was out fishing, and Steve Milliot was fishing, and he was going one direction. I was going the other. I didn't know it was him, and all of a sudden, I see him stop, and spotlight catches a big walleye, right? Mm-hmm. And then his boat kind of disappears, and he's gone, right? Well, he was going into cloak mode. He would turn off his lights oh. and sneak down the shoreline, so all of a sudden, I'm going to go through the same spot where he caught a fish. He turned around, and he's, he cuts me off again. All of a sudden, his spotlight goes on. He's got another big walleye. Then I realize it's him. So he goes, pulls away from the shore, and he calls me out. He says, hey, can you take a couple pictures of these walleyes, Dan? And so he had a 12-pounder and 11-pounder. He had two walleyes that he caught one after another. So I said, sure. I jumped on his boat. Now, I wasn't there just to be a nice guy and take pictures of his fish, right? Because I wanted to get back fishing again. What I did was when he's bending over to get the fish out of his live well to hold him up to take the picture, and then he let him go, of course, I'm looking, spotlighting all his rods, right? Oh, looking and at the lures. And he had that black rogue on. So I went, there's a Stevenson Pier gas station or something like that, but a little sturgeon. It's a Sitco station, I think. Mm-hmm. And they got a nice little tackle shop right there. And I bought like a dozen of those things, threw them on a credit card. And now my brother, I had to give a couple to him. I gave some to Mark Horton. You can't find them anywhere. Mm -hmm. But I put on that old black rogue, and that was the one that started doing the magic for me. That works. Well, he must, uh, he he bought or stole the Klingon cloaking device, eh? Well, that's what I used to say. (laughs) He'd go cloaking. Now, of course... It's illegal to do that. You're supposed to have yeah, your running lights, have your lights on, lights but on. he'd yeah. just be sneaking along a shoreline and he'd go cloak. Yeah. He was the Klingon bird of prey. <laughs> well, we got to go to a break, and uh, when we come back, we're going to be playing the Hornschwaggle. And now here, here's the deal. The Hornschwaggle is brought to you by both Carl's Country Markets and Bait Mate Fish Attractants and Coleman Insect Repellents. And you'll be able to win a $10 gift certificate to Carl's Country Markets. And you're going to have your choice of some stuff from Baitmate and Coleman. So stay tuned. And if you've won within the last, I don't know, six weeks, say, give someone else a chance to call. Because we want fresh people to be able to to call. Right. It's good for people's chances to win. It's good for our sponsors to get fresh blood. Right. And the prize prize contests on the Cutting Edge Outdoors are the sole responsibility of the Cutting Edge Outdoors radio show and its sponsors. Any questions or comments should be directed to guys at yahoo.com. It's the sole responsibility of Tom. No, you. <laughs> you you get Take it. Off, you get loser. this one. We'll be right back, folks. Stay tuned.
Welcome back. Right now, everybody's lighting up their pot pipes, looking at their black light posters, chilling in the college room dorm. Hey, Danny. I never did that. Oh, no. hey, oh, we got the Hornswoggle. Who do we got? That's right. We got the Hornswoggle. We got Brian on the line. Good morning, Brian. Hey, Brian. You up for this? I'm trying. All, All right. right. <laughs> here we go. Uh, I got, I've got a little bit of everything here for you today, Brian. So, again, if I'm pulling your leg, it's a hornschwaggle. Okay. Um, if I'm not pulling your leg, it's no hornschwaggle. Here we go. The Blanchards. The Blanchards or Blancards, B-L-A-N-C-H-A-R-D-S, Cricket Frog, is endangered in Wisconsin. I'm going to say that's a hornschwaggle. That's a no horn schwaggle. It's a no horn schwaggle. I don't think any of us knew the answer to that one. Okay. All right. But that's okay. All right. Uh, To attract muskies, dip your hooks in peanut butter. That's a horn schwaggle. That's a horn schwaggle. Okay. One out of two. I got my abacus here. I'm keeping track. One and one. Okay. So this is it. This is for all the marbles, all the tea in China. I don't know. Do they have tea in China? In <laughs> in the spring, sharp-tailed grouse perform an elaborate mating dance on a matted patch of ground called a lek. Uh, I'm going to say that's no horn shot. No horn shot. Very oh. good. All right. We got a winner. All right. Now, so, Brian, um, we can uh, request the prize pack. You get a $10 certificate from Carl's Country Meats. Bring your checkbook because you'll be applying that 10 to buy an the ham for tomorrow and all kinds of good stuff, I'm sure. Uh, of course, you won't get it before tomorrow, but maybe the next week. Uh, I'll be right. mailing that out to you, and then we contact our good friends at uh, Coleman and Baitmate. Now, you can either get a uh, prize package of Baitmate fish attractant and a repellent, or you can get a little uh, first aid kit. So what do you think? Uh, did you say that I... I- I zoned out there for a second. Did you say that was the the uh, mosquito stuff? Yeah, yeah. yeah. You can. So if you want, you'll get the ten dollar Carl certificate separate right, from right. me, and then Baitmate will send you. Now, some people are opting to get this handy dandy little first aid kit they can throw in their boat or truck okay. or whatever. So you can just get the first aid kit, or you can get a combination where they'll send you a Baitmate fish attractant and a repellent. Okay, let's do the, the uh, bait mate, and then we'll do the repellent. Okay, now you can re- you can request your flavor. I can't guarantee if they'll right. get exactly, but we can try and request that they send you. They've got the game fish. They've got a pan fish. They've got you know garlic and salt. Garlic That's a and good salt. One. Yeah. I think they got a walleye one. So if you want to try a fish specific, I can request that. Okay, do they have that spray stuff that they show like on the yep. show? It's yep. Like it's got yeah. Yep. Yep. Well, let's try. Let's try some of that. The, the game. That's I believe yes. the game fish one with well, garlic. You can get them all. Well, game fish is different than the garlic and salt. I just got some garlic and salt you think, for tomorrow. Spray garlic and salt. Spray. Yep. They got that yep. spray stuff or whatever they showed it. That's yep. Some, yeah, and okay. we and we have it at Smokey's Musky Bait and Tackle Shop. So what do you think? Cool. Be like Tom and get that spray garlic and salt. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah, that's that's because Tom always swears by that garlic, yeah, right? Yeah, I sure do. Spray. Well, isn't that what he's isn't that what he's putting on his ham tomorrow? <laughs> Good one, Brian. Good one. Yeah, thanks a lot, Brian. So we will we will request that. Um, we will request that again. Can't guarantee, but they're normally pretty good, depending on what they got in stock. And then 
Uh, how about as far as insect repellent? I think they got 20, 40, 100% DEET, which is the stuff if you go into the deep Amazon with. Yeah. Uh, or they've got non-DEET repellent, more the natural kind of stuff. I'll try the I'll try the hundred percent stuff, and I just keep it for like when you got to go into the Amazon or something. Yeah, right. and just put it on your clothes mostly. Right, right. I don't think that stuff goes. Okay, sounds good, Brian. Uh, we'll get this out and uh, quick, we, quick question. Yeah, uh, when is that thing you guys have out at Pewaukee? Is that next weekend? Yes, next Saturday. Okay. Yes. Okay, I'm going to try to stop out yep. there. I stopped out there last year, and it was. It was it was kind of crummy. Remember, I don't know if you yep. remember. It was almost like snowing out. It it you know we've been doing this for like ten years. The mistake on yeah. the lake, and I think seven or eight out of the ten, it's been cold and it's rainy. It's almost a guarantee <laughs> that that day is yeah. going to be the crappiest day of the year. Now, Brian, one other thing, uh, I was going to yeah. let our listeners know anyway. I'm glad you brought it up. Now, um, I got an email yesterday. Ducks Unlimited is having a little bit of a little raffle kind of a a deal at Waterfront that same Saturday yeah. from 12 to 3. I just yeah. spent 20 bucks and bought a raffle ticket because okay. they're only selling 60 of them, and they got a couple guns to give away. And you can actually go there, and they're going to have meat raffles and yeah. stuff. So you could hit mistake on the lakes going on, and you could walk up to our good friends at the Waterfront in Ducks Unlimited's yeah. got a... It got a gig going on. Yeah, Mistake on the Lake usually starts around 8, 9 o'clock a.m., sometime around there, you know, whenever people start showing up. And yeah. and it lasts till it's usually about two or three hours. People are hanging around. Yeah, you, you can know? have a brewski there, maybe yeah. s- pick up a lure or sell something, yeah. and then you can walk up to the waterfront, have another right. brewski, and, right. and win a ham. We're big on the ham <laughs> well, yeah. thing today here, or turkey. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. All right, well. That. I remember last year, too, guys, uh, they had, like, uh, pork sandwiches or something. They were real good. Yes, uh, they might be uh, doing something. Uh, that's Rick's wife will, might be making Are we going to have food there? There very well might be. I don't know yeah. for sure, but I think they usually do. Yeah. Yeah. There was a lot of cool guys there. It was a, it was a good conversation. Oh, there's yeah. good guys, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's always good conversation, yeah. Yeah. I know, I know, Tom, you're getting up early tomorrow to go fishing. If you ever get a chance, uh, I don't want to promote another station, but WGN out of Chicago in the morning on 6. 6:30 on Sundays they've got like a like a it's a, a pet show people call in yeah but if you hit it like real early like get get turn it on like 6:25 the promo for that show is hilarious they've got the guy says uh, like uh, this is the the worst bad idea we could come up with or something I just thinking maybe you guys could get some cuts off of that show it's really, it's really funny all right all right it's, it's just the opening of the show you know it's just what what like time again or whatever 6:20 so 625. Yeah, it's on, it's at 7:20 a.m. In, in Chicago. I don't yeah. want to promote another station. Well, that's all right, but, uh, but yeah, I, I hate get a kick out of it. And it, it's a show about people calling, like with pet questions. And yeah, stuff. my my son so. doesn't have a radio in the boat, and I don't oh. carry one with me. And we'll be concentrating on ca- well, maybe in the truck crappies. on the way. Maybe. Yeah. All right. Well, well thanks for calling, okay. well, Brian. Gonna, I'll probably I'll probably see you guys out there next week. All right. Great, great, great talking to you. We'll Sounds see good. you then. Okay. Bye now. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.